the line, sweet Jesus. It is NH Unscripted. I have words for my loyal listeners in the wonderful, immoral, immoral, immortal words of blood, sweat, and tears. You make me so very happy. You make me so, so very happy, baby. Merry Christmas to everyone. Happy New Year. I am your blood, sweat, and tear-soaked host, Ray Dudley. We are coming to you from the incredibly opulent digs of the WKXL studios in Concord. Hang on, let me get on my transistor radio to make sure you can find us correctly. Let's see. Yes, if I'm on the AM band, you are listening to us on 1450. Let me flip the dial here. Yes. Check, 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 check. 103.9 FM in Concord. And for you happy, blessed souls down in Manchester, 101.9 FM. And for those of you who need a URL, NH talkradio.com i'll give you some more information about that later i do need to take a moment to thank my uh, sponsor that would be lakes region fence in concord their url is lrfence.com happy merry christmas and happy new year to matt and all the crew up there i'm telling you the truth if you need a fence and this is no lie you gotta go out to lrfence.com click on the, the get a free estimate Matt and his crew, they'll get back to you. They are busy, busy, busy. Dude, they do pool fences. They do line property line fences, commercial stuff. They do horse corrals, and they they don't cheap out. None of that junk from the big box stores. They get their stuff. That's real. It's, it's high, high quality, and they're busy. I was trying to get Matt in here for the last show, I think, for the year, which will be in a couple of days for me. Yeah, no, he can't make it. You know why? They're busy. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to tell you. They're booked out through April. If you need a fence, dude, get off your butt. Give them a call. They'll call you back. Unlike some plumbers that I know who don't call you back. That's another story for another day. Anyway, thank you, Matt. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. In studio with me is a good friend. He cut out some time today to come by and chit-chat. Two old guys just tossing it around. George Kelly, how are you, my friend? Very well, thank you. The irrepressible Ray Dudley. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they tossed me a microphone and said, <laughs> do this. Yeah, like Rudy Giuliani, you can't go buy a mic. I'm telling you. Good for you. I'm, I'm Good telling you. you. I'm telling you. How are you? You're looking fine, great. Fine. Well, it's great to be here. Yeah. Great to be with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you may or may not know out there, Ray's a wonderful actor. Thank you. <clears throat> I've worked with him a few times and... He's superb. Uh, Best there is. Check in the mail, baby. Check in the mail. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> That's right. So I have a couple of things I wanted to talk to you about. Sure. Um, let's start, like, let's go back in time a bit here. And would you, I would put you down as a writer mm-hmm. and director. Mm-hmm. Um, would you say you lean more one way than the other? You, you love to write. Is that correct? Oh, I find writing difficult. I love to do it. It's just hard. I've had more experience directing than than writing uh but the writing to me is the most rewarding that's that's something i just absolutely love when have you always right, been a writer i mean no uh no actually i was uh in high school i you know i'm sorry to say this because i was a high school teacher for many years but 
Um, I was turned off from writing by teachers who told me I couldn't write. Uh, they based it some, you know. What? Oh, yeah, there was some. I had a fifth grade teacher who uh, just really destroyed any impetus I had to write at all. I just thought I was a terrible writer. She told me I was a terrible writer. and uh, Wow, how to so build a, just a kid up, huh? I just stopped. And uh, my senior year in high school, um, a teacher that I had renewed my faith by saying, I think you have some talent. And she put me on the school newspaper, and that changed things. Then I went to college, and I was told again I didn't know how to write uh, from my freshman English teacher. So that turned me off again. Then when I left college um, and went to graduate school, I was a little bit better at it. You know, I know how to play the game. But, uh, I, you know, I just didn't want to write at all. And then uh, the Concord Monitor actually asked me, if I'd be interested, because I was doing a lot of plays, asked me if I'd be interested in doing, uh, you know, criticism, some theater criticism, and I said, well, give it a whirl, and I reviewed a play, and the whole, uh, you know, bunch of people who were working at the monitor, they loved it. They they said this great stuff. Could you do some more? Could when you was do this? Some more? Oh, this is way back, uh, maybe in the 80s. Before the printing press? Yeah, just yeah, about the Guggenheim. When it, you know, I mean, the, the Gutenberg when it came out. <laughs> I was there, right there for that. And uh, so then the rest was, you know, just I was doing that. Then I became kind of a nasty critic and wised up and uh, realized that that doesn't help anybody or help a theater. So I... I, you know, began to modify things, and I was I was much better off. And then I, that gig kind of ended. And then later on, uh, after directing lots of plays, I just I just put my head into writing, and I'm in a group, Granite Playwrights. Yeah. And uh, we went from there. That's wow, all. Wow, just wow. been going at it. Yeah. All those years, you were told that you weren't any good. Were you still right. writing like? Closet writing and, and no, keeping them, but no, I I would write you know a few phrases something like that, but thinking you know I'd get an idea, yeah, and uh, that's as far as it would go. It'd just be an idea. That would be about it. You know, I was also I was very busy, but at the same time, you know, there was this thing in the back of my head that said you you really can't write. You don't know what you're doing. And that's terrible. And it's awful. Yeah. Well, a teacher, um, having been a teacher and a school principal, I can tell you. Um, teachers every day can make or break a kid. Uh, they can make them or break them. That's one sad, or the other. man. Yeah, I used really to tell all my teachers, everybody, you know, my supervised, I'd say, you, you know, make sure you understand that every day you influence the children that are in front of you. And you can say something that will set them off for forever. And I used to tell that wow. story. Yeah. Wow. You could bury someone that way. Yep. I was buried for a long time. And then suddenly... You know, I mean, I, I guess what I was true to was my own style. And <clears throat> for better or worse, you know, if people didn't like the style, which most of them didn't for a while, um, didn't stop me. I just really felt that that was my style. That's the way I speak or that's the way I write. And then when I started doing the theater criticism, I got a lot of compliments. And, of course, it spurred me on. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I became much more interested in writing. So um, what, how would you define your style? What, what does that mean, your style? Well, I think it's probably conversational. Um, it lends itself to theater. It doesn't lend itself to a novel or poetry. I can't write poetry. 
songwriting. I, I play the guitar. I'm in a group, and uh, we have a wonderful time, but no one in the group, we, we're all covers. I just simply can't write a song. I've tried. I can't. No kidding. But I can write plays. I can do that. Yeah. So I I would say it's conversational, if anything. It just lends itself to theater. Yeah. Put yeah. it that way. Yeah. So how many plays have you actually written that have been performed? Probably... Ten. What? Ten of them. Really? Yeah. Yeah. All locally, or have they been done uh, All over. Well, they've been, I've had some real good luck in Connecticut, uh, to tell you the truth. Uh, there's a place down there in Torrington. Uh, it's called the Warner Theater. It's uh, uh, Jack Warner of movie fame. Yeah. Uh, he had a, th- he had built a theater there when, when Torrington was a really going concern, a real industrial place. But it, uh, he built a theater, a huge theater for, uh, um, to try his movies out in. And uh, they restored the thing to $20 million, restored it. It's magnificent. It's a beautiful place. Wow. So I, I first, they accepted me uh, three different times down there for a piece. I've done some stuff in uh, Massachusetts, um, done some stuff in, you know, of course, in Concord. Uh, so it's a, wherever anybody can take it. So are you... Are you just letting them have the script or and and they're kind of under the auspices of maybe it yeah. they'll like uh work it you know and and no, they, own it uh, yeah they i i send it to them yeah and uh you know you have to look and see if they're putting out a call for scripts okay if they are i send it and hope for the best the problem with this always for any writer is for a script writer or you know anybody that's doing plays is you send it off and then you may not hear a thing. Yeah. Ever. Don't you don't know what's going on, and then suddenly, uh, and I, this has happened to me before. Someone will call or send something to me. We've accepted your play. So I don't even remember sending it. Dang. Hang you know. on to that thought, George. You okay. hear that music? <laughs> that means it's time for pigs in the blanket. Or fondue, because it's the holiday season. Merry Christmas. You are listening to NH Unscripted. I am your getting better looking by the moment host, Ray Dudley. We are coming to you from 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, 101.9 FM Manchester. That's WKXL, baby. And NHTalkRadio.com. George Kelly is with me in the studio. We got a lot to chat about. We'll be back after our pigs in a blanket. Welcome back to NH Unscripted. I am your lovable, huggable host, Ray Dudley. And did you know it's not unusually loved by anyone? Hmm. It's not unusual to have fun with anyone. Yeah, that's why we're here. It's why we live. It's why we exist. George and I are wiping off the juice from our meatballs that were <laughs> steamed and cooked in grape jelly and barbecue sauce. Mm. I love the holidays. George, you love the holidays? Ah, it's bittersweet for ah, me. Come bittersweet. on, come on, come on. We are coming to you from the spacious, spacious digs of the bunkers of the WKXL studios in Concord, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, 101.9 FM in Manchester. 
And if you really like this show, and come on, I know you do. I see you smiling. You're even winking at me. I know, I know. You can find this show live Wednesdays and Fridays, 9 a.m. Or you can go to NH Talk Radio. You can listen to us live out there. We stream around the world. Yeah, yeah, people, I get letters all the time. Maybe not all. Well, okay, maybe I don't get any. But from listeners who want to see my beautiful face, go out there. The archives are out there. George. <laughs> How you doing, my friend? I'm okay. That's why I bring I'm trying back. to calm down here. Ah, okay, go ahead. Ain't happening. Ain't happening. <laughs> Did you t- I want to uh, talk to you a little bit more about writing. And then mm-hmm. you said to me the other day, you're going to New York, right? Yes. Are you going to New York City? Yes. Okay, hold on, because mm-hmm. I'm going to be going there too. So okay. I want to get some tips from you. Writing. Mm-hmm. What, what would... What piece of advice would you give to, let's say, a playwright, someone who wants to write plays? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I want to talk to you a little bit about the Granite Playwrights. Is that the name of the group? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I'd say write about what you know, and that that isn't the easiest thing to do. Mm. Um, sometimes we think we know something about a particular subject that we're writing about, and we really don't. We we've got maybe six or seven sentences, or a page of dialogue, and then we run out of ammo because we really don't know what we're talking about. And I, and I don't mean that in a disparaging way. I'm just simply saying you, you've got to investigate and find what it is, the essence of what it is that you know. If you know, it, it, and, th- and then that becomes the impetus to write, and that's your subject. That's so is that different than writer's block? No, uh, uh, writer's block's a whole other thing. I think writer's block is just you just come up against something and you, you simply can't come up with any words or anything. Writer's block may occur because, and I think that happens, because you run out of ideas because you really don't know what you're talking about. And I don't mean it disparagingly. I no, I get mean that, yeah. You just you don't, you don't have enough knowledge about what it is that you're writing about. So you have to search around and find out, you know, what is it that you know? And I think what happens is, you know, you go internally to something that's affected you in your life. Mm. If that happens, then you can make fiction out of it, nonfiction. You can do anything that you want because you really kind of know what's going on. Um, but, there, you know, there have been many times I've tried to write something that just doesn't seem to work, and I will, I'll blame it on writer's block, but it's not that. What it is is I don't know. I, I really don't know enough about what I'm talking about. Wow. wow. So, oh. <clears throat> so, man, oh, man, that's good. That's really good. I like that. That's See, this is the mechanics. This, yeah. When we started NH Unscripted originally, my, my whole point was to get people to know the people who make the shows happen. Mm-hmm. Um, the writers, the directors, the the choreographers, the people who build the sets, all of that. And um, because I wanted to know the mechanics. We all see them perform and then we, we kind of go away. So I, I'm really, I love the mechanics. What, have you had any plays that you're especially proud of or are you still kind of like going through the process of... No, I <clears throat> I really don't out. make a lot of judgment on like what's my favorite it might be what's the latest play that I've done. Yeah. And that comes from... You, you really know, don't something. have a favorite that really... Not particularly. There is one that I am, uh, unfortunately, uh, as you probably know, the uh, hat box in town. I is, wanted it, yeah. Yeah. Thank uh, you for They've got to be out in January. And uh, <clears throat> I have a play, a big, a big one, 
Uh, it's a full-length drama that I've worked on for years, and it was slated to go but in April, but they have to leave in January, so we're looking around hard for another place, and I don't know if we'll find one yeah. in time or we could maybe reschedule it. But, you know, the problem that <clears throat> any anybody faces is you've got to be known or the play has to be known because people are trying to make money. Right. And so, you you know, I have a play that nobody knows about uh, and I need a venue for it. Hatbox has been perfect. Mm. You know, I've had six or seven plays produced there, uh, which is which is great. But. Yeah, it's usually, I mean, that's, I wouldn't say it's my favorite. It's the one I've spent the most time on. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it has to do with a, <clears throat> excuse me, it has to do with a murder that actually took place in Pembroke. Um, a little a young lady, 17-year-old, um, Josie Langmaid, was on her way to school to Pembroke Academy, and she was attacked, raped, dismembered, murdered, as what? A big, yeah, there's a big monument uh, that nobody seems to know anything about down there uh, that the town put up. It's right opposite the, uh, I think it's called Three Rivers School. Um, it's anyway, it's a middle school across the street. There's this monument that's there, very grisly um, monument, typical Victorian. Uh, you know, they put they, uh, the little, there are little pieces of stone around it. Stone says uh, her head was found 50 rods this way. Her torso was found what? 50 rods this way. It's pretty grisly stuff. And it fascinated me uh, when I discovered it. I actually found a book um, on this that was uh, a, a librarian was hoarding it. <laughs> and I said, what's that? And uh, so I, I just started reading it. And that just started the, fa the fascination with me. And uh, this man was tried and convicted and hung. Wow, uh, you know, for it, but and so it's a trial, is what it is, and it has, even though it takes place in 1875, it has contemporary um, implications. You know, bigotry, uh, you know, all all kinds of things. The the community at that time were very suspect of the French Canadians who were here cutting wood, and they were you know imported from Canada, alien, you know, typical typical stuff. Yeah, they hated them. Because they were Catholics and they were French, Man, Canadian, and it was pretty much a WASP, you know, area. Yeah. And they resented them. And, of course, this murder, you know, with this this man, they tried to hang him. And a, and a sheriff wow. uh, stopped them at the door. I mean, this is pretty pretty good stuff. And so I researched a it. TV for, show. I researched it for a long time. Yeah. And I've got the, you know, I had it all down and I finally... You know, it was it was uh, one of those hit and miss things. I I kept trying to write it, and it was no good, no good. And I put it in a drawer, and no good, no good, no good. So this is years of work, and then suddenly last uh, last um, somewhere in the winter, I just pulled it out of the drawer to read it, and it clicked. Yeah. All of a sudden, I said, "Up, oh, change this, change this, change this," and it was all set. So and it was accepted, you know, to put on. I, Hope it's. Yeah. I hope we get a chance to do it because it's a really. I think I'm pretty proud of it. I like that. So you were you and the Granite Playwrights were really impacted by the Hatbox oh, shutdown in a tremendous way. Yeah, Man. the the you know what we are doing is we're writing original stuff. Yeah, which we like, and I've directed so many plays 
for so many years, I just welcome something new to try. And, of course, <clears throat> my partner, uh, um, Alan Lindsay, uh, is uh, also a playwright. He's very good at what he does. And uh, so we bounce stuff off from each other and keep going. We're, we're the last uh, survivors of a—there were 35 people in our group once. We split for 15, you know, around there because the group was too big. And from 15, we're down now to two. Two? Two. That's it. Alan and myself. What? That's it. Yeah, two? That's it. I did not know that. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Wow, yeah. I thought there were like five or six or seven of Used you. Used to be, but uh, no more. No, we're down to two. I mean, what happens is, you know, I think people burn out of it. Oh. They, they, you know, they can't seem to come up with something. So they it kind of flake off. I can't make it. I can't make it. And, uh, and Alan and I have been really, you know, committed to doing what we can and what we like to do. And we, we both have ideas that we want to write about, and we bounce them off each other and see what happens. I also yeah. send uh, my, my uh, scripts to other people, you know, people who I respect, um, who will give me an honest opinion. Yeah. They'll, they'll say, I was going to ask this you was good. Or no. Yeah. Yeah. They'll, they'll, yeah. I think, I think you need a lot of input, but you, but, at the same time, you have to be true to what it is that you think you want to do. Uh, sometimes the criticism can get, it, it's out of control. Yeah, it's yeah. just somebody wants to change your play completely, and you have to say, no, wait a minute, that's not what I want. Hang on, put a tack in that. <laughs> Woo, man, we are rolling today. You are listening to NH Unscripted. I am your happy-to-be-out-of-the-home host, Ray Dudley. No mashed bananas for me, baby. It's fondue and chicken and a biscuit crackers today because it's the holidays. We are coming to you from the never-overly-ostentatious digs of the WKXL Studios in Concord. 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, 101.9 FM in Manchester. And the URL where you can get us 24 hours a day, nhtalkradio.com. We're coming back. I want to talk to George about New York City. Hang on. Hang on, let me put down my waffles, my ego waffles. Yeah, yeah, I sneak them all in here, you know. I got a little thing out there in the hallway that I tend to dip into. Contains my manwich sandwiches and a few other items. You are listening to NH Unscripted. I am your happy-to-be-out-of-bed host, Ray Dudley. We are coming to you from the mountaintop studios of WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester, our URL. For those of you who like to stay up to 2 or 3 in the morning just finding things to listen to, nhtalkradio.com, that is where you'll find the archives for this show as, long as, as well as all of the other programs here at our little happy home at WKXL. George Kelly, my friend, is in the studio with me. We were talking about one subject, but I'm going to take... I do want to find out, though, George, if if the hat box 
cannot recover, what happens to you guys? Because you need a home. The playwrights need a home, right. especially for new <clears> Exactly. Um, there are, you know, theater companies in the state and everywhere, in Massachusetts, all over New England. I, I kind of send my stuff to all over New England. And, you know, it's much more difficult. Um, they don't know me. Uh, and you'll send a script in and other people are doing the same thing. There'll be a call for scripts. Ugh. And you send them in. Well, you could be, for instance, I was, uh, one of my plays was accepted in, uh, in Connecticut, uh, was there were 250 entries. What? They put on seven plays. One of them was mine. And I then, mean, that's an honor, but, dude, that's a... Yo, that's yeah. a hard gig. <laughs> yeah, it's difficult to... Yeah, understatement. ...to break through. Oh, because my God. Because, you know, they're... And I think they probably read them very quickly, and if it's something... I mean, there are a number of factors you don't know anything about, like what is their appeal? You know, what kind of shows do they like to put on? You know, that sort of stuff. And, and that all plays into it. So you might have yourself a really good script mm -hmm. uh, that they don't want to use because of the subject matter or something like oh, that. You know, they don't, they don't feel it's something that they want to try. It isn't funny enough. Uh, it isn't, uh, you know, timely enough. Yeah. There are all kinds of factors you don't know anything about. That's too bad. So what we have to do is just send them out and hope for the best. And it's a, it's a tough thing because you don't, you know, you never know what's going to happen. You yeah. just don't know. And you can go, you know, dry for a long time. Uh, you just have to keep keep trying. That's all. I, I think the best thing, what, what I've found is I'll sometimes call a theater and ask them, you know, I've sent you three different scripts. I was just wondering, you know, if, if there was something that particularly that you were interested in at all. And they, they will they'll sometimes give you some feedback if they remember your script. If they don't remember it, I mean, if you're one of yeah. 250 yeah. entries, they don't necessarily do you who stand you. out. That's right, man. That's oh right. Man. So I was overjoyed, you know, the times I've been accepted, but that there that many, there that many writers who are sending stuff in this international playwrights thing in uh, Connecticut that I was a part of. Um, they get it from all over the world. The seven plays of the seven plays that were produced, I was the only one. No, there were two of us. One guy was from Texas, from me, from New Hampshire. The other, Australia, Germany, what? all over. All really? Over. Yeah, it's a it's a wonderful festival, but it's you know it's tough to get in. I've been in, I got in there twice, and then one of my plays, they chose to represent the state of Connecticut in the regional, uh, in in New England regional, and we came in second uh, uh, to a to another piece. Uh, and did fine. I mean, they did a wonderful job with it. It was it was great. It was wow. you know, perfect. Wow. Yeah. They really high high quality production. Do you ever stuff. have any um, reluctance seeing something that you've written come alive on stage? No, I uh, anticipate it with great joy and and hope. Uh, my feeling is for the actors. Uh, the best compliments I've ever received are people who say it's on the page. Mm. I didn't. I, I worked hard with it, but it was all on the page, which tells me the writing was true. Um, if if someone said I had, or, or if they looked difficult, you know, having a difficult time yeah. up on stage, that's my fault. Mm. Mm. Uh, I if the words are there, you know, a professional actor, which these people are. 
um, we'll interpret it, and it's and it's fine. And I've I've it's been that's the biggest compliments yeah. I've ever gotten is well, we love the play, blah blah blah. That's nice, but when somebody says it was all on the page, you know, I understood this character. That that's then you're all set. yeah. You know, coming as an actor, uh, I can appreciate that because. There are times when you really struggle trying to get to memorize something. And then there's other times when you're like, dude, this is just a conversation that I would be having with anybody. And mm-hmm. I, I can follow the flow of this. Yeah. It's really right. easy. Yeah. And it's you're not even hardly memorizing it. It's you right. talking to the guy next to you right. or whatever. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. yeah, if it's strained or if it's uh, tough to understand, you know, just who the character is, you've made a big mistake. And, I mean, fortunately... I think once your your play is accepted, they're seeing that the dialogue it is on the page, and then the actors, of course, take over, as mm-hmm. you know, well know, and uh, you know the director and the actor, you know, tr- try to come up with it. But anything I've ever seen that is of mine has been done very well. I've, I've been. Have you ever been really surprised pleased. by the interpretation of something you've written? That the the only time I'm ever I'm I'm sometimes you know you and I have worked together before and mm-hmm. you know how I'm such a stickler on emphasis and you know you know what kinds of things to emphasize. Sometimes an actor will pull something out uh, for emphasis that yeah. never even occurred to me. Yeah, and I'll say, "Ooh, that's so much better. That line delivered that way." Is so much better. Yeah, yeah. There was one play that was done in uh, Connecticut that um, the, the cast was just superb, and I looked at this. This one character was supposed to be a little bit menacing, and he didn't play it that way at all. He played it as very sympathetic, um, you know. And my God, it was just perfect. It, it was, worked both oh, ways. Geez, do you think it, it worked was, better that way? Yeah, it you do. Better. Yeah, it was much. It was much better. I mean, the point was the same. Yeah, but it was done, uh, you know, a little bit differently. There was some dialogue. I mean, at at one point he had to get uh, to an ultimatum, which he was very good at. But it was much more dramatic because he was so. Uh, Almost underplayed it. Yeah, underplayed yeah. the whole thing, and then suddenly, bang! This is a, this is an ultimatum See, that you have to do. That's somebody who nice knows job. their craft, right? Yeah, that's yeah. somebody who that's really, really good stuff. Really you good had stuff. anything you're working on now that you're hoping to, besides the Pembroke? Uh, well, I'm I'm trying to. I keep looking at that just to see, you know, tweak it here and there. Yeah, and that's about it. I'm a little bit of a lull. Uh, I've been thinking about some other stuff, but I again, I'm searching around. What do I know? You know, yeah. what is it that I know? Golf. And I'm going to try. You know yeah. Go- yeah, I know golf. You know golf. That, that isn't, isn't going to work. Uh, maybe I don't is know that. Because that. I've been playing that it all bad? my life. Yeah, I've been playing all my life. <laughs> maybe it hasn't worked out. Uh, but no, nothing. You know, I'm, I'm just kind of, uh, I was disappointed that, you know, this play is not, yeah. you know, we had it's been canceled pretty much. It It actually hasn't been canceled yet mm-hmm. uh you know we're trying to find it. it may get postponed if we can find a place and i'm just hoping that i know andrew was looking over that place near the prison um yeah you know area but or I something haven't, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah but i haven't heard anymore I, I don't i haven't either um that was uh well you were at the meeting yeah that we had and uh you know there were some suggestions i'm i'm uh i really want to see the artistic director at uh at kimball jenkins I'd like to get on and talk with her. Yeah, um, just they to have, see. They um, have room down there to 
stage you play? Carriage, the Carriage House. I didn't know that. Oh, my God. Is it a theater? Oh, no, oh. but it'd be perfect. Yeah? And I knew Carolyn Jenkins. Um, she was into theater in a big way. She, she was a casting director in New York City. And she also, you know, I mean, she lived, that was her estate. Her parents wow. owned that. And she left it to the city. And, you know, they've got an, uh, it's, there's an art museum there. But she would, she, and I can easily say, she would have absolutely loved a theater there. Because that's was her main emphasis was theatrical. Yeah, it was really. I've really seen good. the artworks in there, but yeah. I didn't know that they, there was a room to do. Well, it, it, you'd have even to, a reading. Maybe. You'd have to build it over, but I mean, it's a, it's a, it's the carriage house is a room, a nice big one, but it's about the size of the hat box. You can put the seats. It is. You put the seats and the lights and everything else really? in there. Really, what is it doing now? It's a lecture hall or, you know, it, it may, you know, there may be people, you know, working on their art or something like that there. I went and saw a lecture on uh, John Winant, another person I'm interested in. Speaking of plays, yeah. I've done a lot of research on him. He was a, uh, I don't know if you know him. I do not. Hang okay. on, my friend. All Put right. a pin in that. The <laughs> C block. Oh, my God. We are, oh, we're going through this left and right. <laughs> we are deep. Time believers here at Vantage uh, Unscripted. I am your host, Ray Dudley. So thankful as we end this year to be the host of this wonderful broadcast. We have to take a moment. We got to pay some bills and I got to reach in for some Cracker Jacks. Hang on. See if I can find a toy here. We'll be back. where you are. You're parked over there in the donut place listening to NH Unscripted. Lucky soul you. I am Ray Dudley. Yeah, your donut eating host. You got that straight. We are coming to you from the spa-like conditions of the WKXL studios in Concord. You can hear us on 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, 101.9 FM in Manchester. Yeah, we got a URL nhtalkradio.com. Hmm. Boom. Take that one, baby. In studio with me is my friend, George Kelly. I've known George for quite a while now. I'm trying to pick his brain. I've been dancing all around this. George. Yo. You're going to New York City. Yes. And are you taking in a show? I'm not sure. Um, I generally do. I mean, that's one of the, the principal reasons I like to go. But yeah. I, I like a drama, not not a musical. Uh-huh. And uh, there isn't uh, not too much. I think the enemy of the people is still on, and I I would go to that. Is that Ibsen? Uh, yeah. If what? I don't if I don't see that, I'll probably just go to museums. Enemy of the people. Huh? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's timely for. You know, this day and well, age, that's for sure. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. That's a blast from the past for yeah. me. Mm-hmm. We did that in, uh, we did that years ago when I was in college, and then we took it over to England Oh, and did it over there for a little nice. while. Yeah, that was... Yeah. Well, it's certainly timely for, you know, this day and age. Wow. That's, for, that's for real sure. But, they, you know, the, the musicals are, 
they're okay. Yeah. I'm just, you know, you get musicaled out yeah. after a while. And, I mean, they do, it's it's fantastic. I mean, Broadway's Broadway. That's it. It's The Big mm-hmm. Apple has got it all. Uh, but there are also other things to do there. Yeah. Just wandering around is a lot of fun. You love to go to the museums? Is that what? Oh, yeah. yeah you yeah, do? Oh, yeah. The, the, the Met, and uh, but I love the Guggenheim. That's just Why? like a must-see. Yeah. Well, it's very modern art, which I love. Uh, there are some permanent collections in there that, you know, Jackson Pollock and, you know, I, I love that. And <clears throat> the building itself is just something to, it's just The buildings are worth going it's, for. Oh, my I'm God. T- yeah, yeah I'm it's unbelievable. There. I was in uh, one in uh, Bilbao in Spain, uh, the uh, Guggenheim there, and they're just, the architecture alone, never mind what's in it. Yeah is in, incredible, just incredible stuff. Um, when I was there, uh, on the second floor, there was a, a retrospective of Yoko Ono's, which was, I said, the only reason this is here, I think, is she's got the money. Oh, no and, kidding. And so they got the time. She's a draw. Yeah. You know, but, I mean, compared to what else was in that museum, it was, you know, Howdy Doody and Shakespeare. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> that's what was going on there. But my, my son um, and I went know, to a museum in, in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I promise you, it took up like three city blocks. The oh, building, yeah, it's massive. Yeah, massive, George. I mean, it's seriously. It's just it took up blocks. Mm-hmm. The building. Yeah, I'm like, how they? How, how do you build something like this? Yeah, and then it had. Unbelievable art. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable it's, it's, it's something. It's something. Well, right in, in Boston, because, you know, the Museum of uh, Fine Arts there is wonderful. Yeah, and the And I love the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum. That's my the favorite. The Museum. Favorite. I haven't heard that name in years. Oh, my God. That's that's the beginning of my education. What? what? I was uh, one of those guys you didn't want to see come into class. You know, I was always... <laughs> Messing around, huh. you know, joking, huh. having fun, whatever. And my art teacher, I, you know, I was a terrible artist. I couldn't draw at all, but I had to take that class because I, I couldn't take the music class because I hadn't taken music for, and they, you needed somebody to read music, and it was too late. Anyway, um, he, he took four of us to Boston, um, and four or five, something like that, and then they they all went to the Museum of Fine Arts, and he took me over to the Gardner Museum. I still don't know why, but he did. And he said, you, you go here. And he said, I'll pick you up in a couple hours right here. Don't, you know, don't leave or anything. And I went in, and uh, there was, I was listening to, I didn't know what it was at the time, but someone was playing classical guitar and, uh, in a consort, and and it was just echoing all over this beautiful, magnificent place. And I'm looking at it saying, you know, I've never seen anything like this in my whole life. It's a Florentine castle. I mean, it's just amazing. Owned by one person. You know, I was just picturing her having high tea in the morning. And I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's just magnificent. It's in the Fens, looking. right? The Fens? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so uh, I kept walking toward toward the music, and there was what I thought was a statue um, of a you know, person just listening with this long black hair, and in those days, everyone's women's hair was very short. Long black hair and boots and all this stuff, and I, I was walking to her, and all of a sudden she turned, and I said, oh, you know, she kind of startled me. 
then I just wandered around the place. And when I left, I said, when I was waiting for my teacher to pick me up, I said, I don't know anything. I'm just a stupid, ignorant human being. And I better start doing something because there's a lot here I don't know anything about. So I, that's when I, or I started reading an awful lot. And of course, the more you read, the more you like it. Yeah. Uh, you know, and on and on. Didn't and they have a famous, that. weren't they robbed? Yeah, oh, yeah. There were four or five pieces taken away. There's still <clears throat> the, the Isabella Stewart Gardner gave the museum to the city, but with a stipulation that you cannot move anything there unless it's to dust it. All the artwork, everything is just the way she wanted it. The flowers, are, they, they'll say, you know, you put these flowers in this month, these flowers in this month. Everything is stipulated. You can't touch what? a thing. Can't touch a thing. And what happened is uh, the paintings they stole, if you look up on the walls, is just the outline of where the painting was. They never and got them says, back? Never. <clears throat> Never, no. Wow, that is. I suspect some somebody's got them under lock and key somewhere. Whitey Bulger. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you, you know, you there. Somebody private has them, but yeah, it was a, just a quick heist. It was real quick. They just <clears throat> they took a razor blade and took them right out of the frames and took them. Oh my God! Yeah, one of them was one uh, piece. Uh, and, oh, I've lost the name. Uh, Renoir. One one piece of his, like it was like the most famous piece of all of them, gone. Dude, can you imagine if you had those in your home? Oh, I know. Well, Dude, the thing is, you, you can't. You, I don't think they. You, I think you go like deep in some place, and it says there it is. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And you only take your very closest friends. Oh my! They've never. They've God. never got them back. That is just, unbelievable. Yeah, they walked in as policemen, uh, took the stuff, and walked out. Nobody knew the wiser. That's incredible. Yeah, there's a there's some uh, there's a there's a movie out that I saw. It's a documentary on it. Really? But yeah. It's uh, well, this is a heist or something like yeah? that. Yeah. This is a stick up. That's what it's called. Yeah, you should watch it. You love it. Yeah, you love it. Oh it's quite a place. But Dang. that was the beginning of my education. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. Amazing. Dang. So getting back to New York City. Yeah. So I, I assume then. That's where you're going to be headed? You're yeah, stay. yeah. Well, um, you stay in the city? <clears throat> no, I stay outside the city. Uh, my sister lives about 50 miles away in Westport, Connecticut. Okay. And I go there with her for Christmas and, you know, other times. And we always go in, take the, take the train in, you know, spend the day, come back out. And I meet my New York City cousins. Uh, they, they live there. They live in Brooklyn, actually. And we meet for, you know, dinner and fun. It's a good time. Really yeah. good time. Yeah, I look forward to it. I think New York City is a magnificent place. It's crazy. It's just wonderful. You know, it's if you've wonderful. never been there. Well, people are so afraid. You know, they say, oh, this and it's an awful place. To be honest with you, I think the people in New York are friendlier than those in Boston. Really? Yeah, people will walk right by you in Boston. It's a New England thing. Oh, and yeah. in New York, if you ask somebody, like, could you tell me how to get to, they will walk right with you. And show you it's down here. Yeah, and over they here. And do you like you like my city? And blah blah blah. And you see, that's the irony. I've been going for you know decades. I have never had a problem with anyone ever in that city. Now I think, you know, you go down the dark alley at night. Mm -hmm. Well, you're asking for it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's your problem. But 
everyone has always been so friendly, really, really nice. They're the nice people, and yeah. I think they have the reputation as there's a you know they're killers in the street all over the place. Somebody's yeah. gonna somebody's out to rob you. Right. That's just not true. That you know, ninety nine percent of the people are. They're just wonderful. I think they're yeah. a lot of fun, and they, you know, they've got their quirks and everything. But we all do. Uh, oh, you have a quirk? A, oh, yes, no, okay. two or three oh. here and there. Yeah, like you, I'm like glad. you. Is this <laughs> is this true? Have we reached the end? Yummy, yummy, yummy! I got love in my tummy, baby. It is NH unscripted. I cannot believe the time went by that fast, George. How does that happen? Well. How's that happen? Pleasure talking with you. Oh, my friend, thank you so much. Thanks for being here. We are coming to you from the not-so-overly-ostentatious bunkers of the WKXL studios in Concord, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, and for the blessed souls in Manchester, 101.9 FM. Hey, go out to nhtalkradio.com. Go find the archives. What else you got better to do? Huh? see my pretty face someday all right happy new year merry christmas to everybody we'll see you on the next one